0: And welcome to another edition of Cults, Coffee, and Conversation. My name is Carl. And I'm
1: Holly. I'd
0: like to welcome you back to uh, episode two of M Lab, as in my life as a Baptist. But
1: was it your life as a Baptist? It was not my
0: life. It was your life life as a Baptist. That is correct. Now, if you listen to, if you're listening now and you have not listened to episode one of M Lab, do not listen to this. You must get the background. It's highly important that you do it in order, especially when it comes to this specific topic of the Independent Fundamental Baptists, the IFB, correct? Yes. Okay. So uh, first and foremost, we're going to go ahead and do our first our disclaimer. We are just regular folks. We are just normal people who go to work every day, and we are breaking down... Uh, Religious beliefs, also known as cults, or considered to be cults, or we are questioning if they are cults or not. This is for I If you don't like it, well, there's always the unsubscribe button. But, if you do like us, subscribe to us. Let us know how you feel by contacting us, first of all, on Instagram, which is cultscoffeecon1 on Instagram. And there's also cultscoffeecon Con one at gmail.com
1: no it's cults coffee ah, convo at gmail.com and it's cults coffee conversation on our facebook okay and on twitter it's cults coffee con one
0: so i got the twitter right okay all righty uh once again this is for entertainment purposes only but please give us five stars wherever you get your podcast, wherever you listen to we're on stitcher we are on Anchor, thank you Anchor for giving us the platform, we do appreciate that very much so. Wherever you do, wherever you subscribe on your podcast needs, just go ahead and hit that little pink button, or that little pink icon that is on your iPhones, because we know pretty much it's an iPhone world, and we're just paying rent, where we're also available on Google as well. You guys ready to buckle up, because this is going to be an interesting ride. When I mean interesting, is very eyebrow-raising. So, we're going to go ahead and get into it. M-Lab, okay. My Life as a Baptist, starring Holly.
1: So, we ended last time with my exit out of high school, I believe. That
0: is correct. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. At United Baptist Church in San Jose, California, mm-hmm. we supported a missionary jack baskin and he returned from the mission field in korea in 1967 because of health reasons Mm. our church was the only one to meet him at the airport wow i didn't go because i was young and i didn't go our pastor larry chapel and jack baskin became very good friends because of this after jack baskin's heart surgery and recovery he went to southern california and took a position of the Executive Vice President of Pacific Coast Baptist Bible College, also known as PCBBC. I graduated early from high school and my plan was to go to Tennessee Temple University in Chattanooga, Tennessee in the fall. Since I had a semester to wait, I was going to go to the local community college. Mm. Well, Larry Chapel suggested instead that I go to PCBBC, which was located at the time in Pasadena, California, mm. and where his friend, of course, Jack Baskin, was in charge. Mm. I loved and respected Jack Baskin, so I went to Pasadena. There was little time to plan, so in a few days, my mother and stepfather drove me down and dropped me off. I was 17 years old.
0: Mm. Very young.
1: It was difficult to adjust to college dorm life. It was very noisy in the old dorms, which used to be a boys' boarding school. Fun. There was girls screaming and running down the halls all the time Mm. and no place really good to study.
0: Gotta love dorm life.
1: (laughs) After a self-directed move my roommate and I finally had some peace and quiet in a different building Mm. shortly after that she left for home because she missed her fiance
0: oh you quit her
1: leaving me to fend for myself oh yeah so I wanted to tell you some of the memories of that semester please do it was a long time ago so these are my memories driving back and forth to San Jose every other weekend because we missed our home church and she her fiance. The I-5 just opened, so there were no services. That means no gas, no restaurants, nothing.
0: What car are you driving in?
1: Well, it was her VW Beetle.
0: Do you guys have like a gas can or something since that's a car drive? Well, she
1: had a Porsche engine in that thing. So it went fast, it was efficient enough. We gassed up right before, you know, like right around that Mm Bakersfield. And then we went all the way up to right before the Pacheco Pass.
2: Mm.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. There was no CHP and no speed limit. So we made real good times.
0: And then a Porsche engine. Mm.
1: Mm -hmm. Cleaning house for older ladies in the area and mainly doing like housework and talking with them. Mm. Hauling my laundry down. And up a hill to the laundromat, about a mile each way. There was no laundry services on campus. Mm. Having lima beans for dinner every night and complaining so hard about it. Now that I think about it, I feel bad about it. And the poor couple cooking for us three meals a day.
0: So you had lima beans for three meals a day?
1: No, we had lima beans for dinner.
0: Mm.
1: And, you know, look, we're kids. We're spoiled. Right. But they had a, a very small budget. I'm sure they had a lot of donated food or inexpensive food. They had to make the budget stretch. Right. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. And we, we were sneaking food from the kitchen after hours, which was a feat because we had to go into this big walk-in refrigerator and they had their apartment right there. So we, they were watching TV and we had to sneak by them without them hearing us.
0: Okay, what did you steal out of curiosity?
1: Oh, lunch meat, <laughs> cheese, cookies.
0: Ah, that is important. Yes. Hmm.
1: I was lonely there. Mm-hmm. The highlight, one of the highlights for me was the chorale, which is the singing group, and it was led by Otis Ledbetter. Who's Otis Ledbetter? Oh, he was the music director, later became a pastor. He's from Fresno area. Mm-hmm. He and his wife, uh, Christian educators, they are very successful. At the time, they were very young. I'm sure they were probably in their late 20s. Hmm,
0: okay, okay.
1: And in the summer, I returned to San Jose, United Baptist Church, worked in the preschool. And in the fall, instead of going to Tennessee Temple University, I returned to PCBBC. It moved to San Dimas, California over the summer, so I was hoping for a new beginning. Cool. Different location, but not much change as far as the rules, courses, and difficulty fitting in with dorm life. Fun. Over a series of events, I ultimately went to Anaheim Baptist Church in Easy. Anaheim. Yeah, in Anaheim, California. Met my husband, mm. and was married the next year not to return to the school.
0: Mm. Quitter. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Anaheim Baptist Church was. I was there i was married uh, by larry chapel he flew down from san jose california to do the ceremony and about a year our original pastor at anaheim baptist church frank coleman left the church when we were on vacation Mm. we came back to see strangers entering the church building we stopped to challenge them and a man said he was the pastor we disagreed with him but then we were told of the merge of two churches. It was heartbreaking. Wait
0: a minute. Stop for just a second here. Merges of two churches? Yes. Okay, so in a two week span, two churches merge while you're all on vacation?
1: Yeah, isn't that incredible?
0: It's quick. Why the merger?
1: Well, as I later found out, our Anaheim Baptist Church under Frank Coleman didn't have enough money to keep it going. Oh, okay. And the Sunny Hills Baptist Church, they had a lot of money and no building.
0: Ah, okay. So, so Frank Coleman
1: church. decided to leave. He went down to San Diego with his family to start another church. And a different pastor that came out of a Baptist church, Central Baptist Church in Anaheim, they split off of them. They came over and took over the building and everything else.
0: Okay, all right, fair enough.
1: So the new pastor was very different from Frank Coleman, and I did not like him.
0: Why didn't you like him?
1: Well, I guess I got the feeling I'm not sure why I didn't like him right away.
2: Okay, he struggled like, the wrong is, way. Well, we'll go on we'll ch- to it, we'll I, and you'll,
1: you'll find enough. out why it, I didn't like him. Okay, all right, fair it's, enough. I think it's kind of like when you first meet somebody, you get the vibe. You can't really...
0: Explain it, but you're feeling it. Yes. Okay, Mm -hmm. fair enough. All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: That's okay. He did not like me.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Because I grew up in Larry Chappell's church.
0: So jealousy, then?
1: He was insecure about being compared to him. Mm. The funny thing was, Carl, Larry Chappell had moved to Whittier, California, which was about 15 miles away. I never once visited his church. Because I was involved with Anaheim Baptist Church. Well,
0: okay, never mind. Go ahead. I why why wouldn't you go visit them?
1: Well, because you had church responsibilities on Sundays. We well, remember Sunday school, Sunday morning. Then we had Sunday night choir practice before oh, that. Right. Right. We had yeah. Wednesdays. We had visitation.
0: You lived basically lived at the building.
1: Yeah, and if we miss something, especially to go say, oh, I went to Larry Chapel's church in Whittier, that would not go over
0: well. Gotcha. Okay, understood. Go ahead.
1: I'm sorry. That's okay. Anaheim Baptist Church started a Christian school, and I was able to be a teacher's aide and then eventually taught my own class for a year. It was in second grade. It was great because my children were able to go to school and preschool there.
2: Hmm.
1: Now, the thing about... The church and the Christian school was there was a movement, a Christian school movement at that time in the mid to late 70s and probably in to the 80s, where the CLA, the Christian Legal Association, mm-hmm. or the Christ, Christian Legal or Christian Law Association, mm-hmm. headed up by David Gibbs,
2: mm-hmm.
1: they went around fighting and battling for churches and schools. Now we were told that the government was after our kids, mm. and they didn't want us to teach them about Christ, mm. and that if we sent our children to secular school, public school, they would be ruined. Okay. And this still goes along with some of the the th- things that happened in San Jose with the colleges. Gotcha. Okay. So, of course, I'm a young mother. I was the ages 20 to 26 in my time here at Anaheim Baptist Church. Uh And so I was very vulnerable into this belief that my children would be taken away from me, child's Protective Services, because of the way we disciplined or what we taught them. Okay. Okay. So now, going on, I was a protege of the principal, and we got along very well. She taught me how to teach and run the classroom. I was very happy at ABC Christian School. I was unhappy with the pastor, his preaching style, and his attitude towards me. Okay, so... Wait,
0: wait, 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 hold on. He has an attitude towards you? Yes. But you're deeply involved in the church? Yes. W- would you, why would... You, Okay,
1: go ahead. Well, I believe his attitude first stemmed off from this Larry Chappell issue.
0: Okay, but... Okay, right, right. so...
1: Well, I can tell you... No, getting angry. No, no, uh, let me tell you. At Larry Chapel's United Baptist Church, you know, I was a young person. I could go to the pastor. I could speak my mind.
0: Okay, he without did, any he w- repercussions. That is
1: correct. He would never... He would just tell me, blank, yes or no, you're wrong, you're right, okay, you know. There you had
0: was, an open rapport with this Yes, pastor. we did, okay.
1: and that's my very first real pastor. Gotcha. Okay, so I'm assuming that everyone is like that. Right. This guy was not. Hmm. So anything that I would say, he had a ver- a defense up against me.
0: Gotcha, okay.
1: Now, also at this time, my husband was not attending.
0: Okay. So...
1: Yeah. We didn't give money to the church, okay?
0: But you gave plenty of time and effort.
1: Of course. The reason Jeez. why my husband wasn't going was because he, of the spirit of the church, because of how the pastor was. You know, I mean, also, he was working swing shifts and, and long shifts. So and,
0: basically, he's being a provider for the family. Yes. So, okay.
1: All right. So here are my memories of this church. Okay. There was some talented music directors who were stifled in their talents because of Bob Jones University-influenced ideas of music. Mm. Like, no bass line in the songs.
2: Mm.
1: Piano organ only. Right. 4-4 four, four time only, which is like marching music. Okay, you God. couldn't have 3, 4, 6, oh, 8, geez. none of that. No syncopation, that means no percussion, no beats, no nothing. No body movement whatsoever when you sing.
0: So basically, it sucked. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't even... I...
1: Okay, remember what you were talking about? Was it ho, 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 ho? Yeah, that's Your what it was like. the
0: heart. There is no soul in this music.
1: Yes. Kill me, please. Okay, yes. that's. It was very, very stifled music.
0: I hate it already.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> Is it music? Would you consider it music?
1: Well, it had notes. <laughs> okay. And it was played on instruments and sung. There was no support for me. Right. Okay. Physically or spiritually. Lots of judgment without the facts. Okay. Now, okay, so the physical support, how would you say you weren't physically supported? Well, we had we had a tough time, you know, a lot of times just getting there to church and back. Babysitting, you know, a lot of things that my parents were not near, neither were my in-laws. So my husband and I, we were pretty much all to ourselves. The only relatives that we had moved to Kentucky, mm. okay? And so we didn't have any family support. Right. So I had full custody, you know, not custody, but I had full responsibility for the kids, the house, getting things together for the church, and doing my, you know, duties there.
0: Well, I mean, I mean, it's kind of just, from what I see, as far as support, it's a one-way street with this church. Oh, yeah. But you're doing all the work.
1: It's you're, your reasonable service. It has nothing to do with being appreciated. Right. Okay? Now.
0: Hmm, interesting.
1: So, there was no appreciation of the workers, or the staff members, or the members from the pastor unless you gave a lot of money. See, uh,
0: expletive this pastor, I'm sorry. I really wanna say what curse words is. I really hate this person.
1: Now, one of the funny things was there was two couples, very influential, one was a music director, which I really liked, and the other guy was a dentist. I liked him too, they were older.
2: Hmm.
1: Now, they supported our, the Anaheim Baptist Church with their money, they went to the services. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the music director did all the music, which was a lot, because we had different specials and things that we did. Right. But before they came to our church, they went over to Evangelical Free Church in Fullerton for their service. Okay. And this was well known. Okay. But it was tolerated. Because because, they gave money. Yes.
0: Okay. So,
1: I mean, these people were very nice people, but they just loved going to Evangelical Free Church with Pastor Chuck Swindoll. He's very renowned. All right.
0: Okay, Okay. at the
1: time. All right. All right, but God forbid that I would even go and visit Larry Chapel. Okay,
0: okay. Uh, now, I'm sorry to interrupt. So what you're telling me is, were you getting paid when you were doing the, the school thing?
1: Oh, yes, of course. Once I did... I was, when I worked for the school, I was teacher's aide, I was getting paid, and also as a teacher, I was getting paid.
0: Okay, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that they probably took tithing out of your pay automatically? No,
1: no, no, I would have to do that on my own. Okay, it's against just, the law to do that.
0: Just double checking, I'm just double checking, because a lot of this just sounds is very slimy to me, but I'm sorry, I apologize, but go ahead, I'm sorry.
1: Okay, well, the other thing that I'll just insert is that at the time, a lot of, People wanted to opt out of Social Security And so what? the church and the school, because they were one unit, it wasn't separated okay. As a different entities, they offered They said, well, if you want to opt out of Social Security, you may Now the reason why, now I know why They were trying to say, I don't know They trying to say, well, you would just get a bigger check And you'll probably never get Social Security anyway that's... Well, the reason behind this, as I know now, is because when you work, your company, my company, we pay Social Security yes, taxes. Yes, well, I pay a lot. But your employer pays for half of it. So wow. in other words, you say if you pay for every $100 or whatever it is, they pay 100 Oh, wow. So, of course, this church school didn't want to be paying taxes. Gotcha. So instead, they'd rather have you, when you're older, not be cared for. So they could save some money
0: i really don't like this place go ahead
1: okay i really don't like this okay. place
0: how long were these people never mind no, about ahead. nine no, 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 no. years oh, okay oh
1: i was not valued at all and was ignored now the memories of the school i have and this kind of seems like it's opposite
0: well because it sounds like there's a difference between the church and the school
1: in a way for my experience i mean as an entity they were the same but the church, you know, you had As your church structure. services, yeah. your Sunday school, choir, and all. And the school, you had the children who, they had parents that were not members. They would, you know, pay for their children to be educated, and then after school care. Right. Okay? Okay. So there was that difference. Gotcha. We had people from outside to balance this out.
0: Right. Understood. Okay. Understood.
1: The memories of the school are a sense of worth to the teachers, students, and parents. So I felt like I was... Well, you were valued at
0: once. Yes, one uh, one part of it. Mm -hmm. Okay, gotcha.
1: And the happy times, knowing that my own children were in a Christian environment and loved and taken care of by the teachers, and they were. Okay. Then the funny thing was, the one of the little quirks, I guess you would call it pet peeves, of the principal was no boots to be worn except on rainy days. Now this is Jeez. all comes from the Bob Jones influence that she had because she went there and so did the pastor, mm. not together but separate times, and I think honestly it was that song in the '60s, "These boots are made for walking," and that's just what they'll do. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. Do,
2: do, 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 do.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. they they did not. For some reason, in her mind, boots were rebellious and something of power on women. I have no idea.
0: Very punk rock. I love it. Okay. Okay.
1: So now, going back, yeah, that principal had her own set of dress code rules, which applied any time you were on the church property. So if it were a different, you know, it wasn't school time and it was church time, she still had the veto power of what you wore. Okay. Okay. All right, now, if she didn't like it, it was sinful.
0: Uh, Wait, what? Never mind. I don't want to get on a rant. Never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Okay, through a series of relationships and events during the last two and a half years, I was there at Anaheim Baptist Church. Our family left the church after nine years of service with a hearty shove out the door
0: oh great yeah thanks for your time and your whatever
1: our new adventure should have
0: left years ago go ahead
1: (laughs) our new adventure was outside of the baptist church and into a non-denominational existence where we were freer to do ministry outside the box and free from the inane rules set to control the individual at the leadership's pleasure Until later.
0: (laughs) Okay. All right. I'm agitated. Let's get back to the she thought it was sinful.
1: Okay. So we have. If you
0: wore something, she thought it was sinful. So you mean to tell me? Here's what I'm thinking. There's an ugly female woman who's probably not very attractive, hence the word ugly. Doesn't like the fact that you may look good in a nice dress. And she doesn't like the color because she can't wear that color because she might look like a large lemon. So she would consider that to be sinful?
1: Of course. Okay.
0: You need to break this down for me. Well,
1: okay. So some of the stuff was her background, you know, coming from Bob Jones and and the Baptist thing. So we're going to go over a no list.
0: Oh, how fun.
1: Oh, yeah. This is a fun no list. It's rules.
0: Whoa. Okay, now this
1: is not from the Bible.
0: Of course not. Why would it not be biblical? <laughs> Go ahead. What is this no list?
1: Well, the no list is one, we're supposed to be separated from the world. Now, what uh... does that mean? There's a lot of different meanings. It's not like the FLDS, which is the Fundamental Latter-day Saints, which they are really separated from the world. hmm this is more or less. I guess you're just apart from the world. You're not doing worldly things, but what you're are worldly world things?
0: Kind of thing. And
1: and there's a bunch of gray areas in that.
0: Of course, there's gray areas, and so also based hence on why interpretation. Yes, yeah, hence who's why doing we can
1: always have this a moving mm, a moving list. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, we cannot be attached to any non ifb church or not and even a baptist church that's not in our group
0: so wait a minute so if it's not like the first baptist you can't
1: okay so first baptist could be american they could be conservative they could be so it has to be
0: it has to be part of the ifb umbrella which is right. basically ifb
1: independent fundamental have... baptist
0: yeah it has to be linked to that because there's no such thing as a first baptist church of the independent fundamental baptist
1: well, they could be, but it's not a tradition that that's the way they name it. But you it. have
0: to go under IFB rules.
1: Yes. Oh, how fun. Let's sign Now, up the for only that. exception was huh. the Baptist Bible Fellowship.
0: Who the heck is that?
1: Well, that is, they have Bible colleges in Springfield, Missouri.
0: Oh, jeez.
1: Okay. I'm <sighs> just telling you, that group, that's where Jerry Falwell went to oh, school. Gosh. And Jack Baskin, who was my favorite missionary... And of several other uh, prominent preachers and missionaries. Now, so they were kind of sister uh, organizations, but as time went on, they did grow apart.
2: Okay. Okay. Right. No,
1: so so back to the no list. Mm, yay, the now, fun list. No movies, and why? Because it supports the Hollywood crowd.
0: Yay, that sounds like fun.
1: Okay. The other buzzword is crowd. There's always a crowd, either a you or know. A mob. No, it's called the crowd. crowd. Okay. You could not go to pay for a movie, go into a theater, go to drive in.
0: And you can't rent a movie, I'm assuming.
1: Well, now in those days, let's think about it, did they no, they didn't have cassettes and all that yet. And the reels? No, you didn't do that. Oh, okay. You watched I'm it on T just... V.
0: Oh, but okay. you could
1: watch it on TV because they couldn't control that. Oh jeez. And it was free. Oh, so, you fun. weren't supporting.
0: Full it. of control. Control. Yes. All right, go <laughs> ahead. What
1: else? Okay. No pant wearing females or wearing anything that a man would wear.
0: Okay. So, no uh, so if jeans you wo- and white tees, ladies.
1: Well, if you wore pants, then you were a female. You weren't a woman. You weren't a lady. Oh, geez. Okay. Go ahead. Now, we're not talking just jeans, not just 501 jeans. Okay. Those were popular then. We're talking about women's pants. Slats, women's slats, pantsuits,
0: things of that nature. Yeah, we
1: couldn't wear those. And the reason is that they say that is attire that a man would wear, but men were not going to wear women's pants. So that's the silly argument, okay?
0: (laughs) Okay, what else?
1: Okay. No dancing.
0: Of course. Why would you have no rhythm in your music anyway?
1: Okay, so that's pretty...
0: Self-explanatory. Yes,
1: exactly. No not playing, a shock there. No playing games with cards or dice because it promoted gambling.
0: No. Fine. Okay.
1: No rock music, of course.
0: Of course not.
1: The beat was sinful. This included Christian music with a beat. <laughs> now, at this point, oh, there was uh, Maranatha music that was coming out from Calvary Chapel in Costa Mesa. Mm. This was very close to where Anaheim Baptist Church was. But it was called Contemporary Christian Music, and it was stamped evil. Oh. So we weren't allowed to sing it or play it or listen to it. Hmm. Okay.
0: They probably had their own albums at home. Go ahead.
1: No mixed swimming, even with family. What?
0: Never mind. Go ahead.
1: No shorts or short skirts, of course.
0: Yeah, sure. I bet they had And that's for men, too. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead go ahead this is garbage
1: no alcohol or going anywhere where it was served now the thing was no alcohol is pretty self-explanatory but going anywhere where it was served was difficult because if you went to one of the restaurants that they had they didn't have olive garden in those days but they had certain restaurants you would go and they would serve liquor
0: so mexicasa is not allowed
1: well they didn't serve liquor then
0: oh okay
1: i'm sorry but something sponsor by the way (laughs) something similar to that so if you got to the nitty gritty it was very difficult because you would have to walk out if you found out that they served liquor
0: This is super controlling. I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: Well, it's, you know, your it, testimony. It, yeah. No men with hair past their ears and that was sinful.
0: Well, I can probably qualify on that.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay, cuz we're still fighting hippies. All oh, right. Jesus right. All right.
0: Fighting hippie movement. Go ahead.
1: No fellowshipping with unbelievers or lukewarm Christians.
0: Okay, stop for a second right there. How do they know they're lukewarm Christians? Because, because they don't attend to their church and they don't give money and they don't yes. toe the line? Okay,
1: never mind. Go ahead. Okay. And then, of course, much of TV was sinful. Now, that included TBN, by the way, Trinity Broadcasting. We weren't allowed to watch that.
0: Of course. It showed joy.
1: No, it was, Pente- <laughs> it was Pentecostal, and they weren't Baptists. I'm just telling you. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Okay. So these are strict rules. Now, some of these rules uh, no sleeveless tops or dresses. Okay. I okay. mean, I
0: get that. that. Okay. That makes sense a little bit. Does I it get in the that. summer?
1: What are you wearing in the summer? You Sweaters? To, no, but you have to have, you know, at least short sleeves. A t shirt. There's no t shirts. You, you and your t shirts.
0: Hey. Whatever.
1: It wasn't proper church attire or school attire.
0: Apparently, nothing's proper. Now. Except for. uh,
1: Some people went to the point, not in my particular Baptist church, but they had no open toe shoes, no pajamas because they had pants. Okay,
0: that I can get. I mean, when people show up to church in pajamas.
1: No, this is just. No. Pajamas were you're wearing something even in your own home that was pertaining to a man.
0: All right, go on.
1: Okay. These rules were especially at a particular Bible college, okay? And this was came out as you needed to put band-aids. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you needed to put band-aids. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> to hide certain parts of the female body on the top of your body. Okay,
0: so basically... So ban- they didn't so, show
1: through the clothes. Oh,
0: so Band-Aids in the nipples so they don't show. Okay, fair enough. I can say it. <laughs> You're so proper.
1: <laughs> okay, so... I'm sorry, go ahead. So rules became the religion.
0: Okay, all right. Now, these
1: I, rules...
0: I, I, Okay. Where did, yeah all right stop for just a second These rules are basically like you can't even breathe You can Well,
1: in a lot of control high control groups, these are common rules. Okay, okay. All right, in what? in high control groups, it could be the FLDS, it could be other, you know, types of groups. Well, okay, are not Okay, okay. okay. All unusual, but, but the like thing Jehovah's is this Witnesses. this
0: IFB has this Massive umbrella, right?
1: At this point, yes. At
0: this point, yes. Okay. How? What are these? Is like a memo or something that goes out to this? What? Who, who writes these rules and where is these things structured? I mean, that's
1: a good question. Okay, the rules that got stricter every year came out of a pastors' school, and this pastors' school was held at the First Baptist Church in Hammond, Indiana with Dr. Jack Hiles.
0: Oh, how fun.
1: So now what happened is every year he would have this school and um, thousands of pastors around the country would come, kind of like a... It's like
0: a pastor's conference, basically? Yes,
1: and it was fun. Fun? Yes, it was fun because... Did they dance?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Did they play music with rhythm?
1: There was other things they did. What they would do is, he would make sure that the church was at its best. Of course, looking, you of know, the, the campus, That's what the church, the I get it, and everybody was in position to show everything off. All the ministries, the buses, the the music, everything that they had. The,
0: the peacock showing its feathers.
1: Yeah, it was great, and they had exciting musical groups, speakers. Now, I want to tell you that the First Baptist Church in Hammond, Indiana, which Dr. Jack Hiles was not like Anaheim Baptist Church. Anaheim Baptist Church did not have a bus ministry. It didn't have the fast music. It didn't go soul winning. We we mainly went on visitation and we witnessed. So it was a little bit different.
0: Now, did your pastor go to one of these?
1: I'm not sure. I think he might have. At right. one point okay, I'm just... but we did have an assist couple of assistant pastors that went one year.
0: Ah okay
1: and they relayed some of the uh, tales of the pastor school and it was the great it was a great stories but anyway, they would have an exciting program for the for the pastors. they'd do preaching, singing, having different things that they would do um, they have a lot of times where they would you know, get them to surrender, to do more for the Lord, confess sin. But it wasn't just a drudge. I mean, this was something that was very exciting. The pastors would go and they would stay with church members. The church members would open their homes
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they would invite them to come in mm-hmm. and they would spend time with
0: the families. The family.
1: families. Okay. Well, you could, it's a luck Sounds of the kind draw. Of fun, I guess. It does, but it's the luck of the draw. One of our assistants ended up going to a very poor home freezing with no food and that the car that picked them up had all these mcdonald's old mcdonald's you know uh, wrappers, and and it stunk now this is in march in in the chicago area so it's freezing right and then somebody else got baby
0: it's a journey got (laughs) got a lucky
1: draw because they got to go to a deacon's home and they had you know you know it was a nice meals. yes they did the no music playing they had just
0: hymnals (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, they, had, right. it, they had they a, had a really good time.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> so it was, like I said, luck of the draw, what, what you're going to get.
0: Right. By the way, before we go any further, I'm enjoying my coffee. We forgot to mention on coffee we're drinking. What coffee are you drinking?
1: An iced caramel macchiato.
0: Oh, and I'm having a cold brew. Major Dickinson's, believe it or not. I'm actually going beyond the... The S Bucks brand branching out, and you can hear the ice. That's what I'm drinking, folks. Sorry, we forgot to add the coffee part of our cult and conversation. But go ahead, I'm sorry. (laughs) You were saying.
1: The main focus, though, of course, was Dr. Jack Hiles. He was the leader of the IFB movement at that time. Of course. He was a fundamental man. Ooh. Okay, and he was a champion of fundamentalism.
0: Mmm, wearing the belt strong.
1: Now, Uh, The pastors admired and taught whatever he taught, even if it was wrong. Now, our pastor didn't, uh, as far as I know, because he was a Bob Jones guy. So the two assistants that went to this went with some other people in the local area and picked up some people on the bus on the way. So I think it was a little bit of a rogue trip that they went on. Right. Okay. He was feared, meaning Dr. Hiles was feared and revered. And if not, they would get reproved from the pulpit by name.
0: Okay, I have an issue with this. Well, who the heck do you think you are to do something like that?
1: Well, because...
0: That's a a bold thing to do.
1: Well, because he's very confident in the fact that he's God's man, or man of God, Mm -hmm. and that he was chosen to champion... Uh, fundamentalism in America and it was his job to save America and part of saving America was to have these pastors duplicate what he's doing in Hammond Indiana okay the soul winning the bus ministries um, just the whole pattern like we did at United Baptist Church so they would become these soul winning factories okay
0: Okay? Uh, I just that's that's a bold move because you're setting yourself up that's all well
1: that's true Hiles warned about the doomed plight of america
0: yeah, and I the distraction
1: that. of our or the children yeah. if we ignore god's command to serve him with the same fervor as he did right they gave an invitation to surrender all just about every pastor did because it was so emotionally charged and very high pressure you course. didn't go forward what was wrong with
0: you yeah there's a yeah Tell us your crimes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The pastors left, rededicated to follow Jack Hiles to save America in the way he set out in his ministry. It kind of sounds terrible right now, but I know that a lot of, of the men that went had a great time. And I was jealous. I always wanted to go.
0: Right. Okay. So, so far we're hearing is rules, rules, rules. Don't, don't, don't. And actually
1: sacrifice your family and your free time and sometimes your education, your career, to serve the Lord, right?
0: Okay, I get that to a certain point, but there's no way in God's green earth that this this guy lived this same life. There's just no way. I'm sorry, I'm not buying it. Because... All I hear is no, 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 no to the end. And it's not just to a normal extreme, it's to the nth extreme, so.
1: Okay, I understand that, Carl. So what I'm going to do is tell you a story.
0: Okay, okay. tell me a story.
1: And this story has been substantiated by several different people. Okay. It's currently, you can find it all over the internet. Okay. Now this story is decades old.
0: Okay. For the and, record, I don't know this story. Okay. So tell me the and story. The,
1: and what I want to tell you is that when I found out about this, it was heartbreaking to me. Right. And the reason it's heartbreaking because my young life and my young adult life was listening to Jack, Dr. Jack Hiles. Okay, now I did get the tapes in the eighties, yeah, I
2: remember did the
1: nineties mm-hmm. okay, for at least close to twenty years, right, and his preaching helped me through quite a bit of my own struggles, okay, with mm-hmm. my Christian life, right. A lot of his stuff was to me practical Christian living. it wasn't deep theological things I never knew I never expected it to be,
2: right,
1: I just knew that you know what. This is, you know, this is what's going on. These are examples of what happened to different people. This is how they managed to rise above it. Or he himself, how he was able to rise above his difficulties. Right. Okay, and so it inspired me.
0: Right. Well, I know. I mean, hearing him teach, he's very, he's very motivating. I'm yes, not going to lie. He of course. He, When he teaches, you're like, all right, you're behind it. Right. Okay,
1: it. so I could live with that. Okay. But there's some other things that that I found out that aren't so uh, well known. Well, I guess they're well. They weren't well known to me. Right. Okay. Okay. In 2012, okay, Linda Hiles Murphy, who is Jack Hiles' daughter, okay, she came out with a TED talk. TED talks are talks on different subjects on the internet. She was an aspiring public speaker, so she did this TED Talk. Right. And she decided to reveal how she was brought up by a cult leader, as she put it.
0: Now, did she write a book or anything like that?
1: Yes, she did after her TED Talk. Yes, she did write her book after the TED Talk, but prior to this... She was silent about anything about her family life. She completely cut herself off from her father, her mother, and her brothers and sisters.
0: When, when Do you know when she cut herself off from, the, from her family? In
1: about 1983.
0: Oh, wow. That's, that's late. She was 28 years old when she late. did it. That's, that's early.
1: Well, yeah, it was a long time ago.
0: That's a real long time ago. Okay. Well, yeah.
1: So she went from 1983 on uh, she cut off. Her
0: contact, yes. Anything like that. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: and she had her own life. Okay. So now you fast forward to uh, two thousand and twelve. She's in her fifties, right? And she hasn't gone through. You know, hasn't talked about her her past life because it was always a downer at any kind of you know. Oh, where are you from? Da, da, da. Well, she she just blurted out, and it wasn't very pleasant. So
0: it's twenty nine years of silence. hmm. Wow. Okay.
1: This are the things that she said in her talk. Okay. Okay. That Dr. Jack Hiles hated his wife because she kept accusing him of having an affair with Jenny Nischik. All right, that was the first thing. Mm. Beverly, which is Beverly Hiles, his wife, threatened to divorce Dr. Jack Hiles, which would destroy his ministry.
0: Right. Obviously.
1: David Hiles, their son, would defend his father with Biblical arguments. He was 15 years old and helped his father defeat his mother's arguments. Beverly did not have the emotional strength to fight against Hiles and David. Beverly would melt down and did not have any means of articulating well. She appeared to be hysterical and out of her mind. Hiles would intimidate Beverly by telling her that God would punish her if she destroyed his ministry by exposing him and divorcing him.
0: Hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Exposing him?
1: And his affair. Continue. Eventually, she would give up and be defeated. She would go to church and play the part of a perfect pastor's wife. The children also had to keep this family secret and would pretend everything was okay at church. The children would hear the fighting. Now, this went on every week. Beverly was a simple woman. She didn't have much more than a high school education, but that was the, the norm for that period of time. And Dr. Hiles was an orator, he had a way with words, he was a manipulator and he knew how to defeat her. She would melt down and it would appear that she was crazy. Hmm. So he would threaten her with putting her in a mental institution. Now, the only thing you need, at least in those days, now it seems to be impossible, but you needed two doctors to certify that you are out of your mind. And he did have two doctors in the church that would do that.
0: How convenient.
1: So she was always fearful of that. Right. Okay. Of course the children, Oh, David was 15, Linda was like 11, hmm. and Cindy, the youngest, was about 10. Hmm. And the oldest daughter, Becky, was at college. So she wasn't there. Okay. They would all be very scared. Linda would be at the top of the stairs. David would be there fighting, you know, against his mother. And Cindy was in her room, in her bed, rolled up in a ball crying. Hmm. One day... Oh, the other thing I was going to tell you is that Dr. Hiles was able to turn the children against their mother. They hated her mother, their mother also. Wow. Because she was the... She made everything crazy, made the dad leave,
0: so she would always instigate and then just make well, yes, it looked like she always instigated the fight, yes, huh,
1: okay, so they didn't like her, they always side with Dad because he was fun, he had the money, he would you know he was the joy of the house, hmm. and the reason why Beverly wasn't joyful was because she was in the situation, right one day after linda said i wish my mother would just leave they could get a divorce then we would just have dad to ourselves and then we wouldn't have to worry about this church
0: right
1: well one day beverly did leave the family for several weeks gotcha she cleared out her stuff and she took off and didn't tell them for two weeks oh wow. where they where she was she went to see her oldest daughter becky she visited her mother in texas you know but she was away for quite a while and of course was told you know god will you know make your life miserable strike you dead or whatever it was if you ruin my ministry wow so that was the burden put on her sounds loving she finally came back several weeks later the family was angry with her because of all of this drama and they had to lie for her at church But David was so angry he tried to chase her away and would not let her in the house and he told her you get out of here we don't love you the whole thing can you imagine and finally (laughs) finally Dr. Hiles said okay son that's enough but he allowed it he allowed it right upon her return nothing changed but got worse so Hiles decided to start a Christian school to raise his children. He told them, Linda said he told them, I'm going to start a Christian school. I'm not going to be here because I've decided to go and preach you know, several times a week in different states to save America.
0: So I won't be
1: here to be your dad. So I'm going to have a Christian school where you can have that to raise you. Because you know your mother's crazy.
0: He sounds like a loving man with all these rules. Yet he couldn't even do it in his own household. Interesting. Now, who's this? Now, you said that she was accusing him of having an affair with his Jenny Nizchik? Yes. Who's, okay, first of all, apparently it sounds like it's true, right?
1: Well, according to several people.
0: According yeah, yes. to Linda Murphy? Yeah. Mur- Murphy, I'm Murphy, sorry. Murphy,
1: yeah. The daughter, the, the children knew.
0: Okay. Man, what a. Okay, oh, so oh, now, that's this okay. is
1: uh, some of the things I can recall it's pretty much on the internet okay it's nothing that i know of secrets okay this is open internet stuff it started in
0: 1970
1: okay what happened is the nischicks came to hammond in 1961 they were married by dr jack hiles at the church at the time oh how lovely okay they became best friends so we're talking that victor and jenny and beverly and jack were friends okay and they were they vacationed together they did everything together in fact victor was very smart He was a businessman he helped do a lot of transactions at the church financially and he would help with acquiring real estate just all kinds of different business activity right Plus he was a deacon for 24 years. He was taught Sunday school, had a bus route. He was an altar worker. He was worked with all of the pastoral staff. I mean, he did a lot of stuff and was very faithful there. Right. Now, in about 1970, Dr. Hiles asked that Jenny could come and work in the office for him. Okay. Okay, which she did. And they had several secretaries there.
0: Of course, it's a big church.
1: Of course. So he had his own personal secretary, and then Jenny would take care of the tape ministry. Okay. Or whatever else they did at the time. Right. Now, evidently, the Nischik's were having marital problems. Okay. I'm not sure what those were. Right. But some of the discussion that Dr. Hiles would have with people in these marital counselings he, that he would have got a little bit graphic this is several people have you know noted that when they would go for marital counseling it was it was pretty graphic about sexual things
0: personal things okay yes. okay right okay
1: now Victor and Dr. Hiles were like buddies okay right. he would tell him things just about himself about how he felt about this and that and things. and He basically told Victor about his relationship with Beverly and that how it wasn't that great. Okay. In 1971, Jenny wanted to get a divorce from Victor.
0: Of course, and that's not allowed.
1: Well, supposedly not. She laid down an ultimatum. Now, this is after she's been working in the church office. Right. She wanted a divorce, and she gave him a 24 hours to get out of town and never see his children again.
0: Wait, 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 wait. Let me stop for just a second. Jenny gave Victor this alternative? Yes. Okay, I'm just making sure. All right, go ahead.
1: Now, obviously, you know, a marriage is between two people, and we don't know what right. the heck is going on. Right. It appears sometimes from these stories that Victor's this good guy, and perfect, and Jenny is not. Right. I don't know. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. He refused, and then she called Dr. Hiles to the home. Hiles offered Vic financial help to relocate elsewhere, suggesting Denver.
0: Okay, hold on. So... So I can just kind of put this piece together. She wants a divorce. Hiles... Approaches just Victor just him relocating or the whole family relocating.
1: No, just him. Oh, okay Okay, and of course he had contacts in Denver He could set up with different businesses in a church. So they basically wanted to ship him out Okay, okay He offered him financial aid and everything now Victor totally rejected the offer saying he wanted to keep his home together for the kids and because he loved his wife Nothing was settled that night, and the next day, the three met again. This time, this is Victor testifying under oath, because they did have, eventually, have court proceedings. Okay, we'll go get court to that. Court proceedings
0: via the divorce? Mm-hmm. Okay, go but ahead. this
1: is This would be several years later.
0: Okay, fine.
1: At that meeting, Victor testified, the substance of it was that I Produced evidence of an improper relationship between my wife and Dr. Hiles. Wow. And produced evidence to that effect, which caused him, meaning Dr. Hiles, mm-hmm. to beg me to stay for the sake of the church and the ministry. And after a number of days' discussion, I agreed to stay for the sake of the church and for the sake of my children. Mm-hmm. And he defined that improper relationship as personal involvement going farther than mere friendship adding that when he produced this evidence, Hiles backed off about him leaving and, in fact, begged him to stay and worked out the arrangement under which we have lived ever since.
0: Arrangement in regards to what?
1: The living arrangements. So.
0: What are the living arrangements?
1: Whatever he produced, which later on I found out were supposedly uh, letters, that Dr. Hiles wrote, that it were incriminating
0: letters to
1: Jenny. Jenny. Okay, uh-huh. and so to work out this deal, he said, "Okay, you give me the letters, and I will, you know, set things up the way you want it, which is to stay in the house." Jenny was done with her husband; she did not want to have no him around him. anymore. Okay. Right. But because of the sake of the ministry, right. it had to look good right. because Victor would go and blab. tell blab. What the arrangement was, that Victor continued to live in the same house, but not to see, speak, eat together, ride in the same automobile, or even contact one another in any way, except for one hour or so on Christmas, exchanging gifts with the children. schedule, A schedule was even worked out about when each parent could be with the children, one that was rigidly followed
0: You should have took the money and ran. What the hell? No, heck? he
1: loved his kids. No, no. The, how
0: is that loving your children? I, I well, you know, I, that's more now, damaging than Okay, than now divorce. let me
1: say that this goes back to some kind of a mind control, okay? He has been a good Christian, Victor, right. and he's been very, very, very close to the Hiles family. Okay. And he respected Dr. Hiles and everything, and now he's in this whirlwind of emotion and confusion. And panic he's getting uh, this mind control is well look if you if this blows up it's your fault that the whole church goes down
0: all right hold on I'm getting a headache just hearing this so what you're telling me is this how is the church gonna blow up if he leaves because he's going to say oh dr. Hiles has been sleeping with my wife for X amount of years
1: no he didn't want to leave
0: Victor did not want to leave. No. Okay. So, where's this pressure coming from? So, he feels this is in his own mind, or has he been convinced?
1: He's been convinced mm. that if you stay at least in the same house, you know, nobody's going to know what's going on between the four walls. I, I'm
0: just trying to figure out how this is healthy and, and, and healthy for the children. Okay.
1: Go ahead. It wasn't. Of course not. Okay. At first. Victor merely had a roll-away cot in the unfinished basement, but eventually a room was fixed up in one corner for which he paid Jenny rent. Wow. Even though he was allowed no physical contact whatsoever with her. Wow. This arrangement was forced on him and when under oath, he was asked by his wife's attorney who forced that arrangement whereby you lived in the basement, and he replied, Hiles did.
0: So he was basically put in the corner like a dog.
1: In yeah the basement. in the basement now we're talking about Hammond, Indiana right outside of Chicago
0: and it's not
1: it's it's very cold damp
0: not very welcoming
1: right okay
0: oh man okay so
1: this is incredible because after more than a decade what okay we're talking about in nineteen he said nineteen seventy one and now in nineteen eighty three we're talking twelve years. He lived
0: like this for twelve years
1: yes in the basement now he's doing his duties at the church he's a deacon he's playing his
0: part yeah he's playing the whole thing now, okay. she's
1: also doing her duties at the church. I
0: bet she is.
1: In the basement, living quarters became very damp, dangerous to Vic's health, so he went to Hiles and said he was going to move back into the master bedroom with his wife, which doesn't sound credible to me, because after 12 years, you haven't seen your wife, except on Christmas for an hour. How are you going to move back into the master bedroom? But Well, okay. Uh, okay.
0: Okay. On top of that, what makes you think he's in his right mind to say, yeah, I'm just going to agree to these terms and live like a dog on the corner of the basement not well, the whole that's basement the, thing. the it, corner of the basement well that's
1: what the crazy story is hiles told him i'd rather build a room for you and they did build a room over the garage that was a proper room okay, okay.
0: so he went underneath the garage too above it
1: yeah but it was you know heated or, you know it had everything you're supposed to have
0: oh so now he's gonna live like a human being now instead mm-hmm. of a dog exactly okay, fair enough
1: 12 and, years. And, mm. and Dr. Hiles paid for that. Of
0: course he did.
1: The interesting thing was about this house that according to Victor's testimony, he never signed papers for the house. That Jack Hiles was involved in all of that. They, the house was bought and that he never paid any money towards the payment of that house.
0: But he was paying rent to Well, that's why Jenny. he was
1: paying rent. Because he wasn't paying for the house payment.
0: Okay.
1: So Jenny was working at the church, and evidently someone was helping him out. The children...
0: Well, obviously Jenny's not working at the church for
1: free. No, but it wasn't a lot of money.
0: And he's working at the church.
1: Mm, obviously yeah. Obviously not for free. But he didn't... He wasn't allowed... He was paying rent for a reason.
0: To justify the mortgage?
1: To justify that he was... I'm not sure why, but... I guess the children would say that they always had enough every, of everything and more than enough. They lived comfortably and they always had cash laying around. So
0: basically it was his stipend to the towards the family, I would assume, then.
1: Well, no. What I'm trying to say is Dr. Jack Hiles would drop money off.
0: Ah. Oh.
1: And oh. would also pay for the tuition of the children oh. at this Christian school. He didn't want victor to do it but victor and he told victor instead to sponsor a few bus children in the baptist city school
0: oh okay
1: so but there was some kind of a a, a trail that they were going to try to when if they ever had to you know backtrack it back he children. said well he wouldn't pay for the the tuition for his own children i did he didn't pay the house payment so he set I up did. to
0: make look victor look like a comeback. yes oh but yet you can't wear Uh, strapless shirts okay
1: okay all right a few years later when victor again demanded that hiles terminate the affair with his wife hiles ordered jenny to file for divorce she did but when hiles realized that victor planned to put him on the witness stand in open court the former met with the attorney's on both sides and unilaterally negotiated the terms of the divorce settlement now it appears that this happens a lot that dr. Hiles gets involved with them and he negotiates like he negotiated the house without Victor signing he actually had the house papers he said I never signed them." okay and now with his own divorce good
0: move Victor
1: well the thing is is that Victor probably pushed for this, knew it was gonna happen, so he could get Hiles in open court to testify. Right. And it kind of, trying to flush it out. Yeah. They did do some depositions.
0: Of course. So at least it's on, there's a trail there.
1: Yes. They went through all of this, that how, you know, he lived separately from his wife, the whole thing that we just went over.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Victor decided that he wanted to bring this to the attention of the deacon boards
0: now yeah
1: a little late homeboy in 1985 or 86 well okay now remember not to defend him but he's under some mind control he's doing it for the greater good the greater good okay and he's doing it because he doesn't want to damage the ministry of god so when you have that big of a thing going on who wants to become the blame not really. He wasn't the blame in the respect of how he's telling the story. He, it he, was Dr. Jack he's, Hiles. was
0: in the blame the whole time. Well, right. And during this 12 years of him living in the corner like a dog, and I'm going to continue to say that because that's what it was, he's still having his fun with Jenny while he's driving his wife crazy. Correct. Destroying his own home.
1: Yes, and he's oh. threatening his wife. With, with ruining
0: the ministry. Well, threatening, and threatening with mental Vinny institution. With or Vincent, what is his name again, Vinny? Victor. Victor, I'm sorry, I apologize, Victor, Mm -hmm. with the same thing. Mm
1: -hmm. But it has to be under that control. Because of this, Victor's children knew about it. Jack, his name. I think his name is Jack also. Jack and Jenny, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. They knew what was going on, and one of the things that they did was, she got a brand new car every two years. Oh, who paid for that? Okay. Well, the church paid for it. Now, evidently she she got a really cool little car and she did that for several years. Now, when things are starting to get a little heated, he started getting the other two secretaries cars, too. Wow. Okay. The other thing was the way that that the offices were, you know, I've never been there and it was trying to explain it, but I think you had a main hall. Gotcha and then you had offices. Now okay. each office had a pass-through door. Okay. So you didn't always have to go out to out the main to the hall. Main hall okay. The main,
0: okay. They were connecting rooms, basically. Yes. Okay.
1: Jenny had a connecting hall, I mean a connecting doorway, doorway to his. Oh. And at convenient. that time, all the other ones were blocked up.
0: How convenient.
1: Okay, so nobody else could come in to Dr. Hiles or Jenny's how office. Convenient. To hide the fact On Doctor Hiles' side, they had paneling, and it looked like some kind of a wood paneling with a secret door. And on her side, they had like some drapes and a shelf. Okay. And you you know, just going in there, you wouldn't notice it. Yeah,
0: it's 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 open and or hidden in plain sight.
1: Right. But gotcha. But people didn't know about it. Right. Because they worked there for a long time, and they knew how things were originally laid out. Yeah. Now there's also another very damning thing was called the little red light.
0: Oh my god. What is the little red light?
1: Well, on well, I the can phone only take a guess. on the phone when the little red light was put on either Jenny's Jenny's phone or Dr. Hiles' phone, then Mrs. McKinney, none of the other secretaries, nobody else in that whole office, nobody could go in there. Nobody could go in there.
0: But Mrs. McKinney knew what was going on.
1: No. But she just
0: knew that the red light means don't come in. Don't come in. Okay.
1: And now we're not talking for 15 minutes. Of course not. So sometimes it would be on for eight hours. Dr. Hiles had a a nice office, and he had set it up kind of like, you know, where you have living room furniture and a desk. And you know, it had all the conveniences, It had a little kitchenette, it had a bathroom, you know, it had everything in there.
0: Fold out sofa bed. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, yeah. But
1: the thing is, is they had that little red light. Now there's a couple of incidences that happened that were reported. One of them was that the bank president of the local bank that they did business with loans and such mm-hmm. came to make a, a little social call right and wanted to say hello and i guess mrs mckinney or one of the secretaries thought it was really important you know for him to see
0: well yeah it's see. the guy who's loaning the the, the church money
1: yeah it's yeah, very important a little bit
0: of high importance, well yeah.
1: the red light was on uh-oh but she did interrupt, Uh-oh. and nothing was going on, evidently, because that wasn't the issue. The issue was that Dr. Hiles just railed on her for interrupting with that red light on.
0: Wow. Okay. And the
1: other issue was one time, the daughter of Jenny's daughter was out in the playground. She broke her arm, hmm. and she needed her mother to come and take her to the oh yeah that's an, that's a legitimate emergency. Well, the red light was on.
0: Oh goodness.
1: And they waited. They had to wait. Oh jeez. It was 5 hours.
0: Oh jeez.
1: So the poor little girl is waiting for her mother. Okay? So this is this, you know, these are little things. I'm sure there there's a yeah. massive amount of things. These are, you know, just a few, and you might say, well, they're gossip, they're this, they're that. Well, it's pretty much documented on the internet with names and, you know, there's times subpoenas and, and there's, all of this yeah. stuff. And where there's smoke, there's fire, where there's so many stories coming out and coming out. You know, it's not just one story.
0: Right. Okay. Now, he's okay. He's basically, so, he's, this is, so basically the affair with Jenny's absolutely confirmed. Well, yeah, and
1: now we're going through from 1970, maybe even actually before that. And one of the other things that happened is, I didn't realize this until I read it, that Dr. Hiles had taken a trip to Hawaii in 1970. Okay. Okay, and he took Jenny and three other women and not his wife.
0: Weird. Okay.
1: And then one other thing. Is a vacation? Yeah. And the other thing was that, he had bought a cruise for all of the staff members in 1970, 71, or something of that nature. And they were husband and wives, they all went on a cruise. And Jenny was in charge of, like, kind of like the activities director. Right. Every evening, he, she and Dr. Hiles would go and talk about what's gonna happen the next day. Oh, I bet. And what happened is Beverly would not have dr hiles would not come back that night and neither would victor said would jenny of course okay
0: long conversation yes
1: these are kind of disturbing things
0: yes extremely disturbing of course that's one of the person i want to talk about obviously it's pretty much confirmed that yes he had a long-standing affair now who's this dave david you said the son's name is david David Hiles? hiles okay mr brave at 15 years old trying to basically verbally abuse his mom who knows could have been physically as well which is completely unjustified that's the woman who gave you life you jerk
1: well remember his father turned them against their mother he's a
0: jerk too david hiles yeah let's talk about uh david oh lovely child
1: So now David Hiles, you know, he grew up basically without his father's support, emotionally, uh, spiritually. Victor Nischek, as a matter of fact, because they were very close family friends, would help him along and, you know, and hired him in his businesses as a teenager.
0: Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop for just a second. You mean to tell me Victor took David under his wing? Yes.
1: Because he saw that he was lonely and he needed a father figure because Dr. Hiles was always gone.
0: A little preoccupied with things. Okay.
1: Yes. Well, he was gone. He physically left because he didn't want to be with the family anymore. He didn't want to be with his wife. Whatever. Okay. Well, as he became a teenager, he messed around with the teenage girls at the First Baptist Church in Hammond.
0: Of course.
1: Now, it was common knowledge and several people reported it with proof... And Dr. Hiles did nothing.
0: Of course, because he's guilty of sin as well.
1: Now, he went on to be the youth leader of the First Baptist Church. Of course. Okay, now he was only 18 when he did this. Oh, jeez. Evidently, he, he was married to a a woman named Paula, and they were very young. And there was reports that there was girls going in and out of the office. They had security guards there.
0: Oh, jeez. That, that's saw not things. suspicious.
1: Yeah, well, they saw things. jeez. Oh, it was, it was just a, an open secret, but Dr. Hiles never did anything about it.
0: Hmm. Okay, he yeah, would say why. boys
1: will be boys.
0: Yeah, of course, like now, men being men, I guess.
1: Finally, they moved David on and he went to Miller Road Baptist Church in Garland, Texas as mm-hmm. a pastor. Now this Miller Road Baptist Church was the church that Dr. Hiles left in Texas to come to first baptist church oh that's
0: why it sounds familiar okay Mm -hmm. all right
1: and they were probably thinking this is great you know we'll have a person similar to dr hiles there Mm. as it time went on i think he was there six years or so okay it ended up one night the janitor found a nice briefcase in the trash dumpster outside so he pulled it out and discovered uh, i guess it was locked Mm. or his son found it came brought it in it was locked so they you know jimmied with it and they found they pulled out uh, nude photos of women in the church Jeez. okay so it all came out it hit the fan and it came out that he had 14 affairs with women in the church now we're talking married women okay so that means 14 houses ruined yeah mm. marriages the kids the women's lives, and they all thought they were David's one and only. Wow. Okay. Now he was run out, and he left there with one of the women, and her name is Brenda Stevens. Now they went back to Hammond, Indiana. I don't know why, but I guess Dr. Hiles helped him out. Mm. And they had they put in advertisements in on swinger magazines.
0: Oh, jeez. For
1: parties. And Brenda posed in an unladylike way. Okay, in the ad, God. which revealed a lot. Okay? okay, one picture showed the back of David Hiles. Now, oh, wow! What happened is some of these men who were suspicious of David, you know, they want evidence. They want to dig around. Oh no, you got what's it. What's yeah. going on? Now, David was working with another member of the church's business selling insurance he was still going to the church and you know being a fellowshipping there right and dr hiles you know would say well we're just trying to salvage him right he ended up actually having two children living with him from brenda's former marriage okay okay a so boy. what
0: happened to the old wife she's done with him
1: Oh yeah, they got divorced, I'm sorry, right after that whole scandal in um, Garland, Texas. Good
0: for you, darling, good for you.
1: And she actually does have an interview on the internet that anybody can Google. It's about an hour, Okay. okay, about all what happened. Brenda had these two children, a boy named Brent Stevens, and he was a little guy, and he had multiple broken bones in various stages of healing. Child Protective Services was able to remove him to the natural father. Mm. Okay, because the father was concerned over the safety of his son. Now, his father was in Texas still right there in Indiana. Okay. But for some weird reason, Brenda got custody again. And in a few months later, the boy was found dead in his crib at 17 months old. So the only person that was there at the time was David Hiles. Of course. The story goes that he called his father and Dr. Hiles went there and said, okay. They delayed in reporting it because I think they were figuring out what they were going to do. Now, whether the boy just died or not, we don't know. Anyway, it ended up that They took him and there was a quick autopsy at a local hospital the cause of the death was undetermined and there was a big rush to get him buried and they did
0: Mm.
1: the local police were investigating it and it's still under investigation
0: wow
1: okay david went to florida after this with brenda and they went to two different churches there. And he was having affairs with multiple women in those churches. Okay, Scumbag. Because he would get in. He'd be the music director. He'd teach an adult Bible Smooth class. Smooth what he yeah. is. And then David and Brenda had two children of their own. And unfortunately, at five years old, Jack David was accidentally run over by Brenda in the driveway of their home. Okay? Wow. This was in the late 90s. And all of this, Jack Hiles may have been able to prevent this wrecked and ruined lives of families that broke up because David was a sexual predator. Okay? And today he lives in Florida with his wife and is now trying to have a comeback by writing a book called Fallen in Grace. And he does a blog and he he just tells everybody that, you know, the past is the past and that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, okay, sure, whatever.
1: So that's David Hiles.
0: What a lovely family with a bunch of no's and rules and restrictions and don't do this and don't do that. Very interesting. Okay, so with all this...
1: Well, we have another thing about the 100% for Hiles.
0: Okay. What's the church in Hammond, Indiana doing?
1: Okay, so at this time with all these scandals, Uh back to pastor school real quick... In 1989, at the height of all of this, right. after David had you know ruined Garland and everything, there were several dissenters of Hiles. You they, think? Yeah, they got together. They were smart people. They were lawyers and things, and of course, one of them was Victor Nischek, right. and uh, another attorney named Boyle Glover. They had written books and stuff. Well, they decided they were going to publish a booklet and they put all of this incriminating evidence in this booklet of David, Brenda, and what they were doing. Right. Okay? Okay. And they finally flushed out the fact that Dr. Hiles finally had to admit that his son was like this, before he would not. See. And now we didn't have internet at those Damage days. Damage is done already. Well, well I know, but he said, "Oh, Jeez. you know what?" he and then he he totally discredited his son, say he was bad and he would prefer people not to take that booklet cuz you know it was pastor school. And at this time And yeah. And then You're going to ruin my ministry. Yes, that's exactly what it was. He did not Jeez. everything was for the greater good because he was saving America. He was saving America. All I see is damage to America. But go ahead. Okay. Well, he even wanted to get Linda back into the scene. I need you to come back. I need you to be on the stage at pastor school to show us as a unified family. Say no, Linda. Well, she did. She oh, said no. Geez. Okay? It was hard. And she thought about it. Like, oh, you know, but then she's I'm, like, no. She said, no, I'm not going to do it.
0: I'm shocked that she didn't take a gun and shoot him.
1: Well, she's not like that. I understand that. I mean, she loved her dad. But she couldn't take it anymore because everything had a string attached. She had a nice home. She had cars. She had money. They had security. Everything came from her father. So if she didn't do what her father said, then it would all be yanked away. So she had to get out of that situation. And I don't think it was an honorable, necessarily, the way she got out. But that was something private, you know, that happened in her life. Okay. This whole thing started in nineteen in 1993 because it is just a big scandal that they shifted to 100% for Hiles. What does that mean? They had little buttons that said 100% for Hiles.
0: Okay, explain 100% for Hiles. Well,
1: that means if you have to be completely behind him, if you had any doubts, then you were out.
0: Of course.
1: Okay, it's all or nothing. Of course. And you were Us judged. The world. you were judged whether or not you pulpit. had the... The button. the button.
0: Oh, jeez. Okay. Very, very, sounds like very uh, well, it's World a high, War II-ish.
1: Well, it's a high control group. Okay? Dang, Skippy, it is. All right. So now all of this is the church survived, and I want to tell you about a visit that I had with my husband in 1994.
0: Now, of course, you were, this has not been privy to this at all. No. Okay.
1: So no, you're... now, first off, we weren't in that church group anymore. We were in a different church group. Right. We didn't have the internet. We didn't take these. That was all exposed in a newspaper in 1993. Okay. We didn't, you know, subscribe to these things. Of course. Had no idea. Right. We was just, I was getting his tapes. I loved hearing from him. So
0: you're basically as a visiting parishioner or a fan, if you were Pretty
1: much a fan. A
0: fan, and you said, you know what, I have an opportunity to go. I'm going to go here and go to the actual church that yes. I've loved so much that yes. I've embraced, blah, 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 yes. blah, 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 okay. Yeah,
1: and it was exciting, you know. We were had a transition in our own lives where we were able to go and do what we wanted. So we saved up our money, and we went, okay? Uh, got a hotel room, mm-hmm. car, flight, and the whole thing was we went... um on a Sunday morning. Right. I oh, Sunday school. We went to uh, Jack Heil's Sunday school class.
0: You did the whole thing?
1: Oh my gosh, of course. If you were spending that money, you're going. We're going to the 5 a.m. breakfast meeting. I wish. Yeah. But anyway, so we... Now, Hammond, Indiana is an industrial town. It's a rust belt town. Gotcha. Um, it's trains going through it, old steel mills. right it sucks okay (laughs) it looks like it should be a movie set one of those things yeah i got you i think we we stayed a little south of there in a nicer area we got the car we went sunday school we had the pastor's sunday school now i gotta tell you the the funniest thing was that my husband had a ponytail at the time oh yeah and of course you know he wrote a book jesus had short hair and so he didn't like remember any long hair so my husband put it in a ponytail and kind of tucked it down. We had a suit, and I had my dress on. And as soon as I got out, I said, oh, shoot, I forgot. Because my dress was a little higher on the knee than they should should have been.
0: Oh, no rules.
1: Oh, it was terrible. Oh, God. So we were like, oh, shoot, oh, well. So we sit in the back, and we go through the Sunday school class, and we have a break, and then we go through the service, the, whole, the Sunday morning service. And then after that, we went for lunch, and we went down at, Hiles Anderson Bible College. Mm-hmm. And that's about 20-some miles down south in Indiana. Mm-hmm. In a nicer area. And we got a tour. Oh, how nice. And it was great because it was Dr. Wendell Evans, who was the dean of the school, and he was pretty much a major figure. And it was myself, my husband, and another couple of people. Right. And we saw the whole school. They have a bowling alley in the basement. It's great, you know? Right. We went back for Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And it was going on and on. It was a long day. My husband was really wanting to get out of those clothes that he had on all day. I wanted to take a tour of the whole building because there was another <laughs> tour you could do after that you got to see the, the Sunday school and the whole building. But it was, no, we can't stay any longer. Well, come to find out, we ended up being in the car a long time because there was these trains that would go and blocked our way for about an hour and a half.
0: So you should have just stayed in the tour. Oh wow! Okay. Anyways,
1: so that was great, and then of course we visited around uh, that area.
0: Okay, all right. So now you went to the church. Was it packed? Was yeah, it, it, was, okay, packed. So it was packed. They so had the church, all
1: things. Yeah, it was so intact. basically it
0: was business. Yeah, of course, one hundred percent for Hiles.
1: Yes, business as usual. Business. Now,
0: question for you, yes. real quick on the t- on the tapes that you were receiving, did they talk about one hundred percent for Hiles or not? They may have. They may have. Okay. Well, now it's been some a while, of those so.
1: tapes I lent out and never received back. Mm. So, and I didn't know why at the time, and it was probably about 1989. But anyway, I don't even know if those are available anymore. Right. But it, n- nonetheless, Stronger I know rather. plenty uh, yeah. that I need to know.
0: Right. So, okay, so the church survived, I guess, and th- probably thrived, maybe. I would assume so, because you said it's in a controlled environment anyway. Yes. So, so the place was packed when you went in 94. Yeah. So this was already out in the air, in the ether, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So let's move forward. So the church continues to go on. And then oh, guess... yes. And
1: then we had talked about how you had seen Dr. Hiles in Long we Beach.
0: Doctor. Yeah, we did get to meet Dr. Hiles in Long Beach. Okay. Which was really, I mean, he's, he's, he's away with, he's a good speaker.
1: Right. And so then, of course, that was, you know, years go by, years go by. And then what happened was, by chance, you know, the internet was online and, I don't know, I was looking at their website. right? And um, it was sort of an unofficial website because they're still very primitive in those days. It was in 2001 and it was early February. Mm -hmm. And a particular person doing this website was putting these little um, messages up there like a little blog. Mm And it was saying how Dr. Hiles was ill, and he went to the hospital, you know, all these things. He had surgery. He was kind of giving us a blow by blow, blow. so I'd go and check it all the time. Right. And I was like, oh my goodness, you know? And so I told my husband, I'm like, oh no, you know? And so I kept close watch, and then he ended up passing away from heart failure after a surgery on February 6th in 2001. I just told my husband, we just looked at each other and we said, you know, I said, well, they're gonna have two services and one is gonna be for all the out-of-towners and all of the Hiles Anderson College students, okay? Right. And then the second service is gonna be just for, just, the, for, the, the just for the church itself. Right. So I said, let's go. So he said, yep. And so we got it all together. We got the flights, the hotel, the car, and we, we went. Okay, mm. so the first thing is, we you know drive up there because it is like what they had set up. Now this is February. Cold. <laughs> cold, okay.
0: It's cold now.
1: We went to the church because he was lying in state like the president would be. And so we went and we went and there was flowers. Come okay. Lord. There was no more flowers left in within a 25 mile radius because they were all there in the building, in the sub buildings. He was there, you know, right below the pulpit in state. So everybody would get in a line like you would, like when Nixon passed away. Yeah, and I that. Every- Okay, Reagan, we went right by him and we were in this big building and we're like, okay, it's probably like 8.30 in the morning, maybe nine. And they said, okay, well, the services start at seven for the, for the out-of-towners that night. So we said, okay, well, what are we gonna do? Well, long story short, we discovered that people were mapping out their seats already and saving seats mm. at 10 o'clock in the morning. Of course. So we said, oh boy. So we went upstairs, we mapped mm. ours out because down in the, they'd already reserved all of the bottom Of part. course. So we went upstairs, got two chairs, or we, we didn't know, we were in a panic. Now, there's no food available by the church there's no nothing it's all industrial maybe now there is but at the time there wasn't there wasn't we no. had to drive like five miles to a jack-in-the-box oh i know and we Suck. had to, or, or something <laughs> of that nature
0: right
1: and we couldn't eat in the church of course not
0: you're not allowed no
1: so we had to we had to eat as much as we could right we couldn't drink none of that, you know. So we ate, and it was like 10.30 in the morning, so we were like, hurry up, us! we're eating. Go there, eat. Well, brought up eating in the car, oh, you know. And then we ran back in and got a spot up in the, the balcony. W- okay, mm-hmm. and it was where we could see pretty could well. See. We sat there, we had to save our seats, and we probably sat there at 10.45, 11 o'clock in the morning.
0: Oh my god. And we wait
1: we had an eight hour wait.
0: Holy crap.
1: The good part was that original plans were they were gonna clear out the building at a certain time and then everyone had to come back mm-hmm. but they would have to wait outside. Mm. Beverly Hiles said no these people came from very far away. Thank you, They're Beverly. not going to stand out in the cold because she knew they would have to stand out there for hours cuz she had your to put her Yes. So she had them all come in so we got to stay in
0: there. That's awesome.
1: So we were there and the neatest part was that we were very quiet and people forgot that we were strangers. They just we just became like furniture. So all around us the people that knew him and this and that they were talking about stories about him, about inside information, not bad stuff, but just stuff. And how this experience and that experience, and we just sat there quiet, reading our Bible, pretending to read, we'd hear, <laughs> we'd hear all, they, they were like right He's above dropping. us, and they just didn't even notice that we were there. They were just talking. And then I would walk around all over the place, just listening, listening, viewing. You know, we didn't have Facebook and video stuff in those days.
0: Right. You know. Probably weren't allowed to have it in there anyway. Yeah,
1: probably not. But it was very cool in that respect. But we waited and got through the day with no food. (laughs) It started at 7 in the evening, and it was packed. They had overflow rooms. I go, I didn't come all this way to go to an overflow room.
0: Right. No, you bite the bullet.
1: Oh, yeah. By the way, the other thing I forgot to mention was they had this big mural that was outside on another building near the main sanctuary. Mm -hmm. Had a big mural of Dr. Hiles and Beverly up there. And all the college girls, we didn't even go into this, but all the college girls got there and they would sing a song to him. And it was... It was, I, did, at that point, I was, I didn't know any of this other stuff. Right. And I'm like, oh.
0: Well, see, now I'm jaded now because I'm hearing this and I'm rolling, I'm rolling my eyes. I like, know, but. You're killing me. I
1: understand. Well, I get it.
0: It's there. it's their rock star. Yeah, I get it was it.
1: their rock star. They did some, he would do things with the college girls in kind of like a, a college girl dad night and they would have activities and fun and he'd buy pizza and they would do silly things right okay and so the girls He's there, a beloved yeah figure. they would sing this song i'm like even then my eyes are going i don't know about that but you know let that go it's their culture their church their it, culture well it was so i just let it go yeah we went through the whole service now the neat part was they did videotape both services and they had the cassette tapes which I'm assuming i bought
0: you, obviously yeah you,
1: you know i did that The one is on the internet, the one that I was in. It's on the internet. It's the Hiles Memorial. There's a Hiles Memorial, Hiles funeral. Now I
0: have a question for you. Did you actually go on that and look for yourselves? Yes. Did you find yourself? No.
1: No, we were right out of the camera. Okay, that's fine. It was just interesting who wasn't there. There was preachers you thought, well, should be there and they weren't there.
0: Okay. You wanna expound on that or no? No. No?
1: Okay. It was a great experience. Right. I loved every minute of it. Right. Uh, obviously, I didn't know any of this stuff. Yeah until I would say I probably started discovering th- these, these situations because the internet was now, you know, that's robust. Knows, yeah. We're talking past 2001, 5 two, three, four, five. I'd say probably about 10 years ago or so, maybe. Right.
0: Well, that's, that's deep. Okay, so he passes on. He's not the only unfortunately he's not the only character in no so in this story. what
1: what happened is and this is gonna be part three. Yes. We're going to talk about what happened after the death of Doctor Jack Hiles mm-hmm. and what happened and expound on that story.
0: Yep. And uh well it's again, uh I do appreciate you opening up to this and of course this is you know we're basically kind of opening up a Pandora's box with your foundation yes of of your belief system, and I do appreciate it, and I hope the listeners appreciate it as well. Because I do I know it's very hard for you to talk about all this stuff well, I, it's
1: always disappointing to have a fallen hero like well that, and, and you the know? thing
0: and the thing too is with all my heroes every every athlete I ever looked up to were or were just terrible human beings you know except for one bo jackson yes but but the rest of them i mean they were just drug addicts or they they there's still some of them are still alive now and they're just jerks and if you want to get an autograph you got to pay for it you know it's one of those things you never want to meet your heroes and you never want to really know too much about your heroes you want to still keep them on that iconic that iconic level but uh, well well I'm excited for part 3 there's going to be four parts to this guys uh we do apologize it's gone a little Longer than normal. Longer than usual. But you know what? It's worth it. I hope you enjoyed it. And on that note, we'd like to say uh, have a good evening and thank you, Holly.
1: Thank you, Carl.
0: Good night.